This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Welcome to Katie's Crib, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. To me, labor and pregnancy and childbirth is like boom, boom, it's like torches and dust getting kicked up by a sacred dance, and you have like yes. shakers on your no, ankles, like, and it's like the, that's like the realest shit. It's the that's realest, like the realest. It's actually shit. happening. Welcome back to Katie's Crib. I am so excited for today's episode because we have a guy on the podcast, people. We've got a guy on the podcast, uh, Father's Day, celebrations, all of that, although he's not really into Father's Day. You will know him probably before we are on the air together as TV husband and wife because I get to play his wife, Jen Smallwood, to his Tom Smallwood, the one and only Comedian, writer, actor, cartoonist, podcast host, Pete Holmes. His podcast is called You Made It Weird, and it's a comedic exploration of the meaning of life. And on Fridays, it's called We Made It Weird because it's a podcast with him and his wife, Valerie Holmes. I get to have both of them on the podcast today, and we're talking all about their incredible daughter, Leela Jane. And we really get into it, guys. We get into the meaning of life, labor, and pregnancy, and postpartum, and all of that. But we really get into the transformational shift that happens because of getting to be a parent. So here they are, the amazing Pete Holmes, who created and starred in the semi-autobiographical HBO show Crashing. You might know him because he executive produced it alongside Judd Apatow. He's hugely accomplished when it comes up to stand-up, three-hour-long television specials, late-night appearances. He tours regularly to sold-out crowds. 
Again, you're going to catch him very soon on CBS because we co-starred together on Smallwood. And his wife, Valerie Holmes, Val, she's incredible. She's a mindfulness coach, and she is someone who I just want to be like my best friend starting yesterday. Welcome to Katie's Crib, Val and Pete. I'm going to be honest, Pete Holmes, which I'm always only going to call you by your whole name. <laughs> we we don't have dudes on this show, like ever. Well, you're barely having one today. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great gateway dude. I'm a gateway yes. dude. Yes. I feel really excited about this, and I think it will be Father's Day, so we can talk about if that means anything to you, if you guys have any plans. But I was like, we're going to make the exception for Pete Holmes. Um, uh, I'll throw you a quick No. It doesn't mean anything to you. Everything, Katie, in society that's that's built to give people mm. attention. Karaoke, Halloween, birthdays, Father's yeah. Day is completely null for someone whose job is getting attention. <laughs> so I would be I'm already a sociopath. I go on stage. I did a show last night. And they clap for me before I've done anything. That does something <laughs> to your psyche. It's like, yes, I've arrived. I'm here. I drove here. Bravo. And Everyone right. loves you already. But you what's crazy is my brain goes, this is right. This is right. <laughs> so, like, if there's anything we can turn the volume down on the specialness dial, mm. uh, it is thing. Val, for Mother's Day, we did nice things we had pancakes and all those things but i don't i'm not saying i don't need it i'm saying i'm already flush in that category so on oh, father's day it. all i ever want to do for father's day birthday all those sorts of things is just kind of relax and hang out and just be home with everybody and chill so val do you already know this about your husband or you do you go behind his back and do anything anyway or you're like no 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 i i know that about him and i it's it's really nice on my end like i i just have to well you're that way too yeah like i didn't get you anything from mother's right day. like yeah i not to put it down but if i was like i have to get her a gold heart necklace or she won't know that I love her, <laughs> then I'm not, now I really sound on my high horse, but then I'm not doing a good, good job. No, I understand it. No, and it, and it is the hallmark of it all. Also, yeah. like, there's something that it makes it you highlight other days as being shitty. Like, yeah. like, I used to get upset where I was like, I'm confused why my husband only opens up the door for me. And look, like, not that it means anything, but it's like on a special day. It sort of highlights like, oh, that he doesn't do it all the time. And then I was like, oh, I don't give a shit that he ever does that for me. Plus, we're both right. taking care of Leela. Right. We're in this together. Yeah. We co-parent. We're in it together. And if I have a special day, maybe I'm the one that doesn't get up with the baby. And then that's pretty much in the morning. Maybe right. that's the end of it. That's a, and that's that a was my deal. Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah, yes. actually, you're reminding me that for Mother's Day, you got up with her two days in a row. And that's like the best gift ever. Because two days in a row sleep... Oh, it's so is much better than one. Yeah, I've actually heard, I think, from a therapist that when I was like, I was losing my mind after so. And she was like, no, no, no. Just getting one night of sleep without breastfeeding isn't like enough. I think you have to log like two nights in yeah. a row. And now we're cooking with gas. Absolutely. Um, did you guys 
always know you were going to be parents. Did you always want to be a mom, Val? Mm, yeah, most of the time. There was a there was like a period of time in my 20s where I was like, maybe I don't. Maybe I just party all the time. And then, <laughs> sure. you know, like by by 29, I was totally exhausted and was like thinking about a family again. But I feel like when we first started dating, it was just very much like, Maybe we'll be one of those couples that just always travels and doesn't have kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. and then we bought this house and we were like, there's two perfect little upstairs rooms for like two kids. And then we just started even, kind of talking about it more and more. Before that, even when we saw the house, we have a very cozy it's not modern. It's like what a kid would draw if you were like draw a house. Like <laughs> oh, a cute! Oh, yes. Just a house. Yes, a rectangle with a triangle on top That's with it. a cute door and a little walkway up to it. There's you like could a flower. Easily build our yeah. house yeah. with Duplo yep. blocks. Um, <laughs> and I remember looking at it and going, "This is where you raise a family." Yeah. There are like the houses that are like, and we love these houses. We Airbnb in a house like this all the time. You know, the heated floors and the white granite countertops and all that stuff. Everything's sleek and sharp. Uh, a lot of things for a kid to bonk into. And yeah. we stayed in a place with a hard cement floor and Leela like, fell backwards <laughs> and bopped her head. Yep. Nope, that's not a house for that's not a house for building a family. That's why you should see our couch now. Our couch is just perma stained. Val might not like (laughs) that I'm sharing that. I'm making peace with it. It was (laughs) Yeah, we gotta let it all go, guys. I just for the first time, we just had someone come and steam clean our uh, couch. Biggest, stupidest. (laughs) Guess what? Sparkly blue silly putty. It it just fucks your couch up and it's (laughs) never coming out. It's just I mean, there are huge electric blue blue, glittery stains, whatever. And you know what my dad, my dad was like, just mess it all up. It's a monument to the kids being safe. and Bye-bye to the white couch. But that's- Bye-bye. It's uh, it's American beauty. Remember Kevin Spacey's going to spill the beer on the couch and he's trying to kiss his wife. And she goes, the couch. And he's like, it's just a couch. That's just my style. One of our parenting things is like, the baby- is almost always right. Meaning you're in the bathtub, she's splashing, and I catch myself getting tight and Mm -hmm. I want her to stop. And Mm -hmm. then whenever you just really look at it and say like, what's really going on? And kind of step aside from the role of parent. Mm -hmm. You, You start almost like you're reading lines in a play. I'm supposed to tell you to stop splashing. Um, and at a certain point, I wouldn't let her, I wouldn't want her to drench me because you could, that's legit. You could be like, oh, that makes me sad. I have to change my right. clothes. Sure. But she's just splashing and it's getting a little bit on the floor. And I'm right. like, baby, stop. Just because that's not normal <laughs> for right. grownups no, to do like, For me, I do this all the time where it's like, your kid wants to splash. Like, I don't know a kid that doesn't want to splash. Like, why is why have we put that splashing as you bad? Go, the the yes. floor is tile. And the reason the floor is tile is because it can get wet. Yeah. So you just have this, like, you just respect. Put the down. <laughs> yeah. To go, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Life is joyful. And that's what we love about kids. They're so free. We're, yeah. I'm certainly not giving a tip, but something that was helpful for me was give just going, tips. like, that's give a tip. <laughs> give a tip. Here's a tip. Was just, like, looking at the child sort of, like, as a legitimate and dignified member of reality, not somebody that I have to like constantly be sculpting. This is what you hear all the time. It's like, what can I learn from you? Just going like, 
Why am I stopping her from coloring on my books? All of my books have crayons in them. Who cares? <laughs> oh, you can still read them. One of my teachers was like, you know what? Like a pen really isn't a great toy for like a two-year-old. No, it's not. He drew all over the table. And I was like, okay, I could lose my shit that he drew all over the table. By the way, again, this table is a piece of shit, whatever, from Ikea 100 years ago. It's it, Who cares? But the problem was that I gave him the pen. And yeah. I, you know what I mean? It's not him. I'm like, why am I giving a pen yeah, to a two-year-old? I put her in water. <laughs> yeah, like I could give him. They make shit for kids now that's yeah. like they could draw all over and it comes right off. Like yep. I gave him an adult pen. Okay, um, I want to hear two things. When you found out you were pregnant— what did you both feel? Uh-huh. And how was the pregnancy for you, Val? So we knew we wanted to have kids early on before we even really were married. And then the f- we first started trying, like, on our honeymoon. And Cute. I'm really lucky that, like, <laughs> we got pregnant. We tried three months, you know, and, like, the third try, we got pregnant. So we got pregnant pretty fast. Wonderful. But it was so, like, training for parenting and how, like, nothing goes how you expect it to go. Meaning, even though it was only three months, it was it was already hard on uh, Val. Mm-hmm. Not to sound like I'm, I'm so easy breezy, but it was less hard on me. I was excited, but I think Val was really... As, as I'm glad you were, like, ingesting it and being like, this is it, it's happening. And then you're the one that gets the period, you you get the news, you know what I mean? And you're like... Yeah, uh, and you also, like, you feel like, am, is something wrong? Yeah. It, it's just in us as women, it's awful. Well, also, as people yeah. who have been careful your whole life, suddenly you're having unprotected, leave the uh, burrito in the oven kind yeah. of sex, and you're like, we're going to get <laughs> pregnant immediately. Well, yeah. And <laughs> then you're the like, oh, my God, I was being way too careful. That's a joke, <laughs> oh by God, the no. way. <laughs> you can get pregnant one, on one try. <laughs> but then are you remembering, we know when we yeah. conceive. Yeah, so then we, we... We don't have a lot of... I knew, like, when... No, I just was using the, like, JK. ovulation sticks. <laughs> 100% yeah. JK. We tried to do it minimum amount. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Those ovulation sticks, we did the same thing. It was yeah. amazing. I feel like you and I are very connected, but once yeah. I decided that I was re- I wanted to get pregnant, I was so fucking pissed like yeah. when it didn't work out which is mm-hmm. what I understand like if you're at all um, a, a you know a, an overachiever and all of a sudden you're like I've made the decision to work really hard at getting pregnant yeah and now uh-oh it's not yeah. happening so the three months feel really long and I think it's really relatable for people listening because you immediately go to I'm going to be one of those people I'm going to yeah. be one of those people that it's impossible where th- your brain is already going to IVF like you're already like something's wrong something's wrong something's wrong Yep, absolutely. That's so true. And the waiting, there's so much waiting because you're like, you're waiting until you ovulate. And then you're Mm -hmm. waiting two more weeks to see if you get your period. And those two weeks feel so long. And every time I was like hungry, I was like, maybe I'm pregnant because I'm so hungry. (laughs) (laughs) That was just your, that was just emotions, but who knows? Okay. So tell me that you guys like know when you conceive. Yeah. So we use uh, ovulation stick and we, I do feel like this is significant. That's what we call my penis. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Get the ovulation stick. 
I can't quick, just bring it out. Quick. I need a good mood. Don't look at me. It can only come out for 24 hours every month. Um, but we cleared out this, the room that was going to be the baby room. We like, it was a oh, junk yeah, room and, and it. it was New Year's Eve. And I was like, we're starting this new year. We're making this space for the baby. And I was ovulating. We obviously didn't know that I was pregnant then, but we did kind of try to conceive. And we had made plans to, on New Year's Day. But you're... What? You're skipping. Skipping what? Okay. We usually have sex during the day. Like, I just like day sex. <laughs> I'm I with you. This is the detail. I'm interrupting you. <laughs> I don't... I like to help people feel less alone. And I'm yeah. a person who at night... Yeah. I like to unwind, but we would have sex on like at night for like date nights, like because that's very sexy to yeah, like get dressed up and go on a date. Yes. And that's what happened yeah. is it was New Year's Eve. Yeah. And we dressed up and we went to this party Aww. and then we had sex that night. And that's when we conceived. So it was all the other attempts had been day sex attempts or, or afternoon sex attempts. And now we're doing it like one in the morning. It's so funny to me that I'm like trying to give the key details to make this story quick and you're talking so much about how we had sex at night instead of during the day. I'm yeah, doing my part. So, yeah, but it's so great. I'm contributing. People tune in for those juicy <laughs> juicy nuggets. Is 1 a.m. unwind sex? Because what were you doing? Well, I guess I it was... Well, I, we weren't drinking. It was New Year's Eve. It was New Year's Eve, Eve so, so we went to a party... Yeah. And time is different on New Year's Eve for whatever reason. It's like totally. a very, time is weird. It's either really slow I, or really fast. I just fast. thought it was cool yeah. because we knew it was that time, I think. I'm pretty sure. Yes, it was. We knew that, but we didn't know, obviously, that day that it had taken. Mm -hmm. So we had made plans for the next day to do mushrooms nice. uh, together and shiitake we cooked some <laughs> shiitake stir fry <laughs> and i had had like good experiences only exclusively with that but for a lot of reasons and theories that i have this was like a very bad trip i don't know if it was the mushroom trip i actually think it was like the spark of life that was happening in me like i like to think that Leela was like this light that just kind of shone in my light, my body, and like shone all of this like trauma that I was holding that I didn't know I had. It's like that trip like reignited a trauma, which then I was flooded with and incapable of dealing with, which kind of created its own trauma. So mm. then in the following weeks, I was having like six hour panic attacks every day followed by like the deepest, darkest depression where I mm -hmm. felt like I was having the bad trip again, um, but I wasn't on anything. Mm -hmm. And I was so scared because I've never dealt with anything like that. Mm -hmm. And and like nobody brought up trauma or PTSD or anything. So all I thought was I broke my brain with drugs and I might be pregnant. <laughs> and it was truly the darkest time of my life. Just the time before finding out. That was like, yeah, in the two weeks between conception and Wow, that has to have been from that trip. It has to, right? Yeah. Like, well, it was the yeah. trip. It, I agree with your diagnosis that the trip opened up things. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't want to say it wasn't the drugs. The drugs reacted to something that was repressed inside of her mm -hmm. that did need to be cleansed. Again, mm -hmm. mushrooms aren't for everybody. I don't, I don't mean to say that they don't sometimes have terrible consequences. They absolutely can. But in this case, I'm like, you sort of see how they are 
these sacred medicines that are like, okay, you're about to do this. Well, we're going to look in the box that you don't want to look in. Yeah. That being said, it was really rough. Yeah. And I actually had, like, I see this healer Reiki woman and she was like, this stuff was going to come out anyway in your pregnancy, because that's just like what this soul that was in you was meant, was here to do. Mm. Um, But like, maybe it just came out really way too fast and extreme. Um, Mm, Interesting. by the time I was like peeing on a stick, I was in the lowest mental state I've ever been in. Didn't feel like myself, was really scared. But I also still wanted to be pregnant. And it was just all very confusing. And um, Pete was asleep and I took the pregnancy test. And when I saw the word pregnant, it was like, it just felt like, oh my God, I'm, I'm making someone be alive. <laughs> Wow. I am make I'm it just like the responsibility instantly hit me. And I was like, I just woke up a soul like, wake up. Do you want to exist? Which is what that Chris Pratt movie, you know, that Chris Pratt science fiction movie where they're on a long haul. I haven't seen it either, but they're in a spaceship. (laughs) It's in a long haul. And he's woken up and it's like, he he knows he's going to die before they get to the Oh yeah, passengers. Passengers. Yeah, right? Yeah. And then he wakes, what's her name? Jennifer. Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence up. Yeah. He wakes her up and then he breaks it to her. Like, I woke you up because I was lonely. That's sort of not only what parents are doing, like you're bringing Mm -hmm. something in, even though you know it's complicated and and life involves death and all these things. But it's also what God was doing. Yeah. Like God was like, I'm yeah. going to make creation and they're going to suffer and they're going to die, but it's worth it to commune with them in any way. So That's I, right. I don't have to see the movie to enjoy its message. <laughs> The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip-hop beats, and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn. 
burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. It sounds like you felt massive amounts of responsibility. Did you feel like your whole pregnancy, you struggled with that? I was excited. I just felt everything. It was like all of a sudden I felt so much about it. And I had bought like a little onesie that said the adventure begins or something like that. You're um, fucking, ad- I can't. <laughs> nope. I, you're lucky. You're, I mean, Pete, I get it. Like, wow. <laughs> Thank know. you. I know. So I like put that in a gift bag with the pre- positive pregnancy test and I woke him up and he was like kind of sleepy, but opened it and then was like, are you serious? And then you can Aww. take over how you felt. And that how was did you very feel? exciting. I loved telling you. I, lo- I, I actually, I totally understand that the story is that you had this dark thing the day after we conceived and this very difficult thing that I remember we were doing a press tour for, for crashing and we had to leave. We had to go to the doctor Uh, And she was having this, basically this lingering 24-hour panic attack. I'm walking around with her and it's like she wasn't home. It was really scary. Wow. And I was trying, I could, I was telling her all of my metaphysical woo-woo and it wasn't really helping. And I could tell it wasn't helping. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I know what it's like uh, when someone's trying to comfort you and it's just not getting through. Yeah. And when you're having panic attacks, no, there's no getting in there. They have to end and you have to like go through it. They're the fucking worst. Oh my They're God. the worst. But what's yeah. funny is even though all of that is what was happening, when I think of you telling me and that time in our lives, the headline in my memory is how, how happy we were. Mm-hmm. I sort of, I'm not saying I forgot about all the other stuff, but I separated them. Mm-hmm. It's almost like that was resolved, even though it wasn't. They bled into one another, Mm -hmm. but it felt sort of resolved. I know we were still fixing you. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, the worst was to come. Yeah. The the, the coming back from the press tour was after we knew she was pregnant. That's why they couldn't give her anything, Mm -hmm. which was also a scene from a horror movie. Like, help, I feel like I'm dying, uh, but I'm pregnant. Well, we we can't give you anything. The doctor told me to take Benadryl just so that I would, like, sleep through it. Which later I found out that like there are some antidepressants that are health that are well, okay milk for thistle pregnant. would have been great. Like there's so many homeopathic <laughs> things that can help you calm down. So you were having panic attacks even after you found out you were pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. they end at a certain point? They did. Yeah. I did take a ton of supplements like 5-HTP, L-theanine. You know. Oh all yeah. Of that. Oh my God. Who is the supplement person? I'm confused. <laughs> so in yeah. San Francisco, which is where we were. Right? Uh-huh. Which is our love city. It's the city we met in. And now we're having this horrible nightmare. Our, our wedding vows, by the way, were me. I told Val, I was like, I just vow to keep Val Val. I was like, I love Val. And I'll just, I'm just here to help Val be Val. <laughs> Cut to like a month into I am <laughs> dead on the floor. That's so good. But then cut to four right. months into our marriage. And I'm like, let's take mushrooms. And then she goes away. I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> I really do. Val is gone. Val is gone. I I, I erased Val. (laughs) So 
But long, long story short is like, I was thrilled. Even when I was a kid, I wanted to have kids. I, I was watching how I was being parented and I, I didn't have notes for them. I wasn't old enough to get that, but I was like, oh, I can't wait till I'm, I think if there's one thing I can compliment myself on is that I really feel still in touch with what it feels like to be a kid. And it's similar to being with somebody who's on a psychedelic. I tried to do a joke about that on stage. It's like, I feel like I'm a good dad because I, I've trip set people. You'd be a trip sitter. <laughs> and like, it's the same thing. <laughs> Maybe it's that you're a superstar. My <laughs> child's only ever been like comforted by, um, what's his name? You know, oh God, guys. Oh my God. Ray Liotta. <laughs> no, no, keep going. Um, John Turturro. Keep going. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, super hot Philly Brad, not Brad, Brad. Oh, goodbye. Bradley Cooper. Oh, thank God. I'm exhausted. Bradley Cooper. But Bradley Cooper held my son, and my son got lost in his soul. Well, he's dreaming. Yeah, Yeah, he's dreaming, but okay. For babies. He slipped slipped him a limitless pill. And we're okay. and we're back to psychedelics. That's just okay. I know. Wow, this is going to be the theme of the episode. So, um, there's perinatal depression and perinatal anxiety, which are real diagnosed things yeah. that come about during pregnancy because of the hormones. I 100% just had it with my daughter, and I did nothing yeah. about it, and it is a massive regret. Um, yeah, it was awful. I had panic attacks, and again, Val wasn't Val. Katie wasn't Katie. My husband was like, "We've been together 17 years." He was like, "I have truly never." I mean, I was gone. Oh. Um, the worst part was that I was that for my son, you know, and just oh. pray, pray, pray that he's he's fine. He's all right, I think. But, yes. but you know, it was panic attacks are absolutely horrible. How do you think you finally? came to peace or they went away? Well, so it was kind of a, a long haul. They did go away. I The supplements, I think, helped in just letting my brain like recalibrate. Um, we spent like a lot of time in nature. Um, really, we're, we were able to have that time to like really just be home and together and kind of slow down. And I was so sick. Like, it really was literally like I was purging the stuff out. So I was throwing up multiple times a day for the first 14 weeks. And it really was like I was cleaning myself out. And then the rest of the pregnancy, I had a lot of anxiety that now, again, my understanding of it was like trauma-related anxiety. Like, I had this trauma right at the beginning, and I was dealing with PTSD, but I didn't come to know it as that until Leela was, like, a few months old, and I was dealing Mm. with that. But mindfulness, which now I teach mindfulness, so, like, all of this led to kind of my career path, and not to mention an immense amount of personal healing. So it's one of those things where it's like, yes, it was the darkest time in my life, but it was... Now you're so grateful for it. It exactly. changed your whole life. That's yeah. that's yeah. the full the full range of the spectrum, right? It's like, oh my God. That's and I really amazing. felt like my a lot of the anxiety I was experiencing was the anxiety that my mom was experiencing when I was in the womb with her. Just mm-hmm. basically any kind of anxiety and depression and mental illness 
just like still was not being really talked about by our parents. And especially if you have a baby, you're supposed to be happy. You're pregnant. Like, what's the problem? And my mom had had a miscarriage before me mm-hmm. at five months. And then at oh, six months, God. when she was pregnant with me at six, six months, I, she started going into early labor and had no. to be on bed rest. So, of course, her body was reacting with so much anxiety. But if you ask her, I asked her, like, Mom, were you anxious during that time? That must have been so hard. And she was like, you know, I don't know. I just, life is hard. And you're like, oh, you didn't do any processing of this. So it was just living in your body with me. So when I was pregnant, I would just have these huge waves of anxiety. But I understood them to be like, okay, but I am the bridge between my mother and my daughter, and I'm, like, filtering this stuff out. My God, you did so much work during your pregnancy. (laughs) So so fucking impressed. Like, that's a lot of work. That's very impressive. Like, not only were you physically building a human being, but, like, mentally looking at your whole and, you know, the generations before you and what kind of mom and pregnancy you were going to have. Unbelievable. Yeah. Lila was a searchlight and it was all bright inside of her. And I think instead of resisting that, you you went with it. Mm-hmm. You, it wasn't just the labor, which is a whole other thing, that was like a death and rebirth. It's like even the pregnancy was like a changing of who you were. Because mm-hmm. before Val got pregnant, uh, I hope you don't mind me saying, you, no. she was a pretty habitual weed smoker. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was... a a pretty habitual drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you got, actually, when we got married, I, I quit drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, a week before we got married, which was, I remember at the time Val was like, really, your parents are about to come. Like, <laughs> are you sure? And she was really worried that it would ruin the wedding. Now it's, it, which seems for me, so funny. for me, because yeah. you didn't know, you didn't know if it was just like another one of my Thanks. I'm a tweaker. I'll be like, this yeah. week I'm, I'll <laughs> yeah. only eat gluten or whatever, you know, yeah. like, yeah, like yeah, I'm always yeah, trying yeah. new things. And she's like, yeah. I just want you to enjoy the wedding. And I know you know this. I enjoyed our wedding so much. And it's not a blurry memory. Mm. It's like a mm. present memory. And that was so, but it started when you got pregnant, you stopped smoking weed. I didn't do anything for 30 days. I was already, or not, I mean, for 10 months. And then you went with that too. Mm. It was like the new Val doesn't smoke weed. No judgment to people who smoke weed um, at all. But it's like you were accepting feedback from the experience. Mm. You weren't imposing yourself on the experience. You were letting it impose on you. Which really sounds similarly to your parenting style. Well, it's, it's letting the baby splash, yeah. Did you know you were having a daughter early? Did you find out? Yeah, we found out early and I really felt like she was a girl before that, which is like, even that it's like, okay, gender is complicated and maybe she isn't a girl, but but I really felt like she was going to be born with... Yes. The female Until sex. she told you otherwise, she was <laughs> yes. born with. Yeah. Yes. And, and that experience became, even though it was really hard, it became like this. I felt this deep connection to my mother on like mm. a soul level. I had that, too, because my you second's did? a girl. Oh, my God. My first is a boy. Pete and I talked about this when we first met and I was fucking devastated when I found out I was having a boy. Um, But my daughter, I did feel immediate connection to my mother. 
as soon as I found out, I knew it was a girl. I knew the minute I conceived her that it was a girl. I felt her so strongly. And um, and it made me feel very connected to my mom. So when yeah. you found out it was a girl, I want to know how you felt. And Pete, I want to know how you felt. And we can just, yes, understanding that gender is a construct and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But let's yeah. just <laughs> go yeah. old school. How did you feel? <laughs> yeah, we'll go old school. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely felt like it was confirmation that the early connection that I felt to her was true and not just in my head. Mm. Because I was like... I feel like I have such a sense of this being's energy and I feel very strongly that she's a girl. So if she isn't, then I'm going to question everything. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> Even Pete. I mean, we're just like, we are very feminine in this house. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's like why we've allowed Pete on Katie's <laughs> crib. That's right. That's why he's let in. <laughs> yeah. How did you feel, Pete? Pete, you're such a girl dad to me. No, that's what I felt like, too. And I feel like for some reason there are dads that are just like, oh, it's perfect. Sometimes it is like a really macho, like a bear of a man. And you're just like, yeah, but still you you need baby girls. Yeah. And I, I actually had a dream before oh, we yeah. knew Val was pregnant that Val was pregnant it was in the time after we had conceived, but before we knew I was pregnant. Uh-huh. You had and a dream. I, the dream was she was pregnant. Val had a big pregnant belly. And I. it, sound, it sounds dark, but it wasn't dark. Meaning I, I put my hands in her belly and I lifted the baby up, but... The, the skin of Val was still over the baby, but you could see it on like it a like bed sheet, like a, like uh-huh, a top uh-huh. sheet on a bed. I was cool. lifting up the baby and cool. I looked at the baby and it was Leela. Like, it, it was what Leela ended up looking like and being. So it was... She had, like, piercing, sparkling eyes, which just she, what you would notice. she does Which have. she does. You guys, yeah. in the photos, Leela's eyes, I have. Tr- I don't know if I've ever seen them on, like, a human being. It's like she... <laughs> it, it is truly windows to, like, another dimension. Yeah. 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 And anyway, I know it's tricky to sort of talk about gender, uh, but... Leela is actually has a lot of like powerful or for lack of a better word, like masculine energy. She's very Mm -hmm. decisive. She's very strong. She's very fearless. And she's very cooperative, too. She's very like she's empathetic and she wants to play with you. When we went to this birthday party and it was me and her cousin and these other uh, little baby girls. And I just got in the kiddie pool with my pants rolled up and I'm soaking wet and and just having so much fun, I'm holding two of them at a time, I'm throwing them on the slide, just having the best time. And everybody's collaborating. If they're saying something, they're like, you and me are on a team. Or if Pete is a monster, we're agreeing that I'm a monster. Mm-hmm. And it's not so you can like hurt me, it's so you can sort of run for me and then splash me. And, yeah. and but if I go, okay, now Leela's the monster, like they listen to that and now we're, and then like one boy came in the pool. <laughs> Oh, one God. fucking this is, boy. This is mine. This is yes. mine. And what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? And I Tell love me. these boys. I've known a lot of them since they yeah, were babies. Mm-hmm. They get in the pool and suddenly the game is just shoot Pete in the face <laughs> with a constant stream of powerful super soaker. And I'll take a shot of super soaker to my face and I'll go, ah, oh, you got me. And I'll fall down and play with it. Doesn't stop. It's the blast just kept Keep coming. On. 
coming. Then yeah. another boy gets in, and this boy, by the way, was a sweet boy and had been playing nicely, sees that he's shooting me in the face, and now he's shooting me in the face. And I'm just, you try to reason, I go like, okay, that, that was fun. Like, I, and I literally just said like, okay, you're ruining this. Like, I'm going to leave. <laughs> And yeah, they, you, they're you still shooting me. You fucking ruined it. You fucking go, ruined it. That's you my see, this is why none of the grown-ups are playing with you. I'm the only one that's playing. And <laughs> yes. if you've noticed, it's more fun when I'm playing. And I'm offering other suggestions. I'm like, do you want me to pick you up and throw you on the slide? Blast in the face. The whole time the blast in the face <laughs> is happening. And I just yeah. went, okay. Not even that frustrated. I just went, okay. And I just got out. And Game that, over. Yeah. And I was over. like dude not all boys and not all girls but, but a these lot of girls them. and these boys i was just like fuck boys i, I fucking hate <laughs> this and i can really appreciate if you want to wrestle i i again i remember what it was like being a, a boy and you you have to make peace with these two sides of yourself you are sweet i was really close to my mom i i was and hope hopefully still am empathetic and kind but like you also want to punch and roll and everything's a gun and but these boys that we know in LA uh not to make it geographical but these boys that we happen to know here play better they they get that I'm on their side and they don't just shoot me in the face with dead black eyes <laughs> just they're not even enjoying my it just dead eyes dead. my my sons go jet black and i'm like did i birth satan himself i am terrified hey, like, it's not just you i go this is a dark soul right now but it's not it's, not. it's no, just it's like not. a weird oh one yeah. of the kids one of the other boys we were playing this game there was a little kitchenette to me it's it's and three girls and we're having so much fun. It was their idea. Took me by the hand. Let's go play cook. And I was playing a game where I would eat what they, I'd take what they said. And I said, now it's not spicy, is it? And they'd be like, what? I'm like, this, I don't like spicy food. And they'd be like, no, it's not spicy. Then I'd eat it and I'd go, ah, it's spicy, it's spicy. <laughs> they're dying laughing. Oh, Alvy would love now that. Now they're, they're running back to the kitchen and they'd come up. Leela would come with a plastic piece of cheese and go, it's not spicy. It's not spicy. <laughs> then I'd eat it and I'd go, ah, spicy, spicy. And they'd laugh. One boy, different boy, <laughs> enters the game. Now he's shoving it in my face. He's going, eat it, eat it, eat it. It's not spicy, <laughs> like hurting me, eat it. I'm like, why are you making me feel so degraded now? It was a game where I'm kind of haplessly eating the spicy thing. And not that's anymore. funny. I'm letting myself do the joke. Not but anymore. now it's eat it, you it. fucking yeah. piece of shit. <laughs> I, eat it. You know, I have this book next to my bed. I haven't read it. It's called The Wonder of Boys. I've been, people have told me to read it on this podcast for four years at this point. Still haven't touched it. Um, but I think there's something... I don't know if it's like an impulse thing. Like, I, I don't know. But it, it, there is a difference. And we're making a sweeping generalization to boys and girls. We understand that there are girls that are exceptions yeah. to rules. There's boys that are exceptions to rules. Blah, blah, blah. But you guys were gifted a a girl with feminine energy who has masculine energy too, but is one to yeah. not throw a super soaker in your face. Do yeah. you guys have to discipline her for lack of a better word? And how do you do that? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm so glad you said that and that this came up because this is what I was going to say originally when you were like, I feel like you guys are like such great parents and, and I mess things up. Um, it's easy to look like you're good parents when you have an easy kid. Totally. Like, so if we had 
uh, a different type of kid. I mean, you saw, like, Pete was like, okay, uh, this is why nobody wants to play with you. Yeah. (laughs) No, or I get the notes all the time. Like, literally, the person who came to steam clean the couch saw (laughs) what it takes for me to get my son into the car to get dropped off for preschool. She saw, and she looked at me. I've never met this person. She said, well, you better nip that in the bud. Now, I get comments like this shit all the time because my son is a negotiator. I mean, because she had witnessed what our morning looks like, which is me. How many times can I negotiate to put on your shoes, brush your teeth, eat something, you know, all of these things. And he loves a test. He loves to push boundaries. He loves to like, okay, you said three, but can I have, you know, you said two, but can I have three? Let's bring three cards. And again, my hippie self is like, sure, you can bring the toys in the car. I don't give a shit. Like, who cares? But my son is like, well, if I can bring car toys in the car, I want to bring you know, these amount of cards, you guys get it. You get it, you get it, you get yes. it. But yes, my kid is a challenger like his dad. So yes, a lot of times I look like a bad parent. So it sounds like Leela is, um, for for also lack of a better word, easy. She can be really strong-willed. We can really relate to the like, it takes forever to get her, like every day it's a battle to get her dressed, yes. to put clothes on. Yes. She never wants to put clothes on. Um, she is do- very much in that two-year-old thing where if you make it clear that you want her to do something, then that's enough for her to be no. like, nope, yeah. I don't want to do that. Same, thing. same. So, you, so it is a lot of manipulating to be like, you know, do you want to take a bath or a shower? Like constant choices. Yep. Um, or trying to word it in some way where it seems like it's her own idea. Yeah. But then she's so sweet. It's. I wonder if your son is not like this. I don't know. But like, she's resisting a tub. She's resisting a tub. She's resisting a tub. I get in the tub. She comes in with me. You know what I mean? There's always like an she, option away, she's away. Playing with her power, yep. which is great. Yep. But then, like, if I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a bath. And she's like, I get in the tub. I get it. And then she wants to get in because she does want to connect and play and all that sort of stuff. I'll tell you what, what, like, we're trying to do. And then I'll tell you what we actually end up doing. Love you. Love you. Love you. That is for everyone listening. There's a difference. Yes. And I have a problem with, I've had a couple parents telling, like, making comments like the whole, you better nip that in the bud. And I'm like, when your kid is being hard, the only appropriate, when like another person's kid is being difficult, Mm -hmm. the only appropriate response as a fellow parent is to tell a story about when your kid was also difficult. Completely (laughs) agree. That's not the time to give advice. No. Don't, don't tell me your methods on it. Maybe if I ask, you can do that later. But like, we're in this together. We got to give solidarity. It's it's hard and we all have like really bad moments. So um, thank you, Val, for saying that. Val is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, so we um, we're trying to do kind of like it's hand in hand parenting, which is like one of the. Yeah. What's hand in hand parenting? Something I haven't oh. heard of. And I'm what? Tell me what and this I is. I know. And you, I mean, I think it might be a little bit, I don't know if it's old school, but um, I don't know that much about it. I just know that we are doing like these sessions with this friend of a friend who specializes in it. And um, there's a lot that's aligned. Like I've seen, uh, you know, it's a lot like whole brain child yep. stuff. Yep. And he was that, on the podcast. so it's very aligned yep. with that. And it's very much like, if there's off-track behavior, uh, that is your ch- your child signaling to you that 
there's been a disconnect somewhere mm-hmm. and that connection is the key. And that there are several ways to do that. The most common one is to set a boundary, let them have very big feelings about that. And you just sit with them while they're having those big feelings. And you're like, I'm here. I'm not afraid of your rage. I'm, you don't say this, but you're kind of showing like, I I I see you, I hear you. And I'm just sitting here and I'm sitting here and I'm here for you. Like, that's it. And you're going to feel all these big feelings and let them out. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What would be an example of a boundary in that situation? So like if she saw this pen, she would grab this pen and she would draw all over everything. So she would want the pen and I would say, I would say, Leela, we can't have that pen. We can go have your washable marker. And then she'll say, no, pen, pen, pen. And I'll go, I'm sorry. I know you want the pen, but you can't have it. Do you want to give it to mom or do you want me to take it? And then what, whichever way that goes, she's going to have a tantrum about it, about not having the pin. And then I just sit there with her and go, yeah, you really wanted that pin. It's that's, you sound really, really upset. Or you sound really upset. You, you know? didn't want me to dry your legs getting out of the tub and you're like <laughs> running around and I'm, and you have to grab her like a little baby squid. She's flailing and I'm, and you just, I, I learned that's such a great lesson. It's like, sometimes they just need to process feelings. And sometimes they need to process trauma that could even just be from being born. Like the trauma, they were basically born in a weird car crash and they're still like ducks after a fight. They're still shaking their feathers from that. And that's why we, it's really true. I'll see her do something, ask for something that she knows she can't have. So she can have a a meltdown. And that's really modern parenting to me. Because, you know, some of, you know, we see other grownups, meaning people older than, older than us, we're not grownups, uh, pick up the baby and it's all <laughs> shush, 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 and distract them and turn on the TV. And we're really like, let's have it. Yeah. Sometimes I howl. I feel the same She'll be way. crying and you'll be like, yeah. oh, like I'll howl with her and just be like, yeah, this sucks. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat 
balancing glucose levels and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Can you tell me very, okay, Leela the name and also how was labor um, for you guys both? And how did you feel when you met your daughter, both of you, Pete? Yeah. Um, well, her name, it's funny because. Yeah, tell me the name. Both Val and I are, are, are woo-woo. And, um, <laughs> as if you couldn't tell, which I'm fucking here tell. for. Yeah, in our sacred mushroom ceremony. Where we invited a soul into our (laughs) love. (laughs) Uh, Exactly. Um, My passion is spirituality. I love Eckhart Tolle. I love Byron Katie. We talked about the sunset. And I love Ramdas. And we we were very deliberate with her name. She can believe whatever she wants. And that's beautiful and valid and and important and special. and, And that's for her. I do think it's kind of fun that we named her Leela, which is one of the answers to the meaning of life. <laughs> Whether or not she believes it is totally relevant or up to her. But Leela, is, it's in both Buddhism and Hinduism, and it means the dance of the universe, meaning life is a Leela, life is a dance. It's all just one thing sort of undulating for its own growth for its own enjoyment for its own all of it even its own suffering yes so to use it in a sentence which i do if you're on shooting a show and and it's going late and it's or it's traffic jam or whatever it might be you just go it's all leela it's all just a dance it's the other interpretation it's it's all the play of god the dance or the play of the mystery so that's leela but then we named her leela jane and we did that very deliberately because i was like if she doesn't want to be a hippie child she can be jane which is like a smoky sort of dark purple dress artist yeah she can be jane then if she's sporty she can be lj uh and wow uh, you guys really gave her nice options and then with leela we also call her lee which is really nice and that's a little bit that's open to. And that's also like masculine feminine. It's like very. Exactly. Yes. If yeah. she's feeling more that way, it's like a Lee. But we call her Lee J. We call her all those great things. So there, a lot of thought went into the name. I love it. Um, and a name with options. Because I remember where I was when I somebody told me it was up to me if I wanted to be Peter or Pete. And I just thought that was a mind-blowing revelation. It's the first thing that I remember feeling real agency over reality. Meaning I can tell you, the giant grownups, to call me Pete. Hello, Peter. It's Pete. Wow. Like that's up to me. So it was really powerful. So I wanted to give her like a Rubik's Cube kind of name. Um, 
then when I met her, it was, it was, it, it didn't disappoint. The thing that I say, Val can tell the story of her yeah, labor. Yeah, I need to hear her. But yes. like, what I tell new parents is always like, it's the realest thing you'll ever do. And it's the opposite of looking at your phone, like, <laughs> or watching a movie, which is literally fake. And your phone is fake and Instagram is fake. And doing this thing, like to me, labor and pregnancy and childbirth is like, boom, da, boom, da, ha, 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 ha. it's like torches and dust getting kicked up by a sacred dance. And you have like yes. shakers on your no, ankles. Like, and it's like, the, that's like the realest shit. The that's realest, like the realest it's actually shit. Like, I'm thinking about every live like dance performance I've ever seen when I've been fortunate enough to like travel and see people like really doing something that's like that. That is the best yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah. I, if I could just have you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a drum circle. It feels like it's a, a drum, drum circle. circle. Yeah. yeah. It's sacred and ancient. And, and ancient. Primal You're doing and, something yeah. that we they've all done. And if you can tap into that. And Val was so good at saying yes to it. Um, you know, there's pain and then there's suffering. And suffering is pain with a story. The story is usually this shouldn't be happening to me. Uh, this will never end. These are all things, these are all sort of lies that our brains ah, tell us that make pain ah. into suffering. And Val was very good at feeling pain, but just one contraction at a time. You know what I mean? Wow. You were very good at that. You can Thank speak to you. that more. The to, I, I'm going to really give it to you, so I'm just going to answer <laughs> all three. Mm-hmm. I remember, I hope it's not an overshare, Leela's head was crowning and I, tu- we both touched her head, yeah. which to it's like that time of day where it's not night and it's not day, and we all love that in between space. Yeah. And here it wasn't yet Leela, and it wasn't not Valerie, and it wasn't not Leela. It was this really, it's like <laughs> touching a. a, a, a I, I'm not trying to be funny. I was going to say a black hole, but like something cosmic. <laughs> it was like touching a portal. It is a portal. Yeah. You were about that bed. It's, you it's, were. It's a magical portal it's an interdimensional did you know that moment was going to happen like did you discuss like if this is happening or did your doctor whatever say do you want to touch her head or yeah she said you can touch yeah Yeah, we didn't know about that and we had the mirror which i also somebody was just like do you want a mirror and i was like yeah and i hadn't even thought of that so like i could see her head and i was touching it and that really was i'm glad you brought that moment up because almost even more than the moment that they like Put I her on the chest. chest. Like that head, that was the first touch. I said that to Leela. Oh, I'm dying right now. It makes me kind of want to have another one. Not this really, is but the other really. Thing I just like to get out there because it's really valuable to me as a parent. And I think it's valuable to kids too. One of the first things I said to her, and I said it to her literally last night, not to soothe her or anything. I'm just talking to her. I'm holding her. I'm like, you're welcome here. I waited so long to meet you. And even when she's crying, you're like, I waited so long to hear this cry. Mm. I waited so long to be up too late with you and all that stuff. But telling her on the day she's born, like, you're welcome here. We, yeah. you're, you're, it's good that you're here. So that was the, the first thing. After she was born, she went right on Val. And it was just a, a bloody, very <laughs> carnal mess. <laughs> Yes, and, um, yeah, it is. And then I got to hold her. I took the first picture of her when she was on the little scale. And it was, and we sang to her. We sang, um, 
the sweet baby James, James, but we say good night, sweet Leela Jane, which is what we would sing to her in the the womb. womb. And I I sang her all these other songs that I had played for her in the womb. A lot of them were like spiritual songs and stuff, just things that she would recognize. So she's laying again. It's, it's like, it's an out of body experience. And she just showed up and we're like, let's just do the thing. Get her onto mama. Mm -hmm. No ego there. I did hold her topless a lot in the hospital, which people thought was maybe strange. No, to, skin to skin. Yeah, that's that's skin where it's at. Like, let's, let's not jump to my weird body. Let's keep you on mom <laughs> on the space portal. And we just sang to her and, and held her little hand and, um, and sang Was that songs. planned or all organic? That was planned. That was planned, that yeah. Was planned. Yeah, and we were saying things like... That was we, in the birth plan. We each had <laughs> songs that we wanted to play. Like, we, it was very important to us that we communicated to her right away, like, we're the ones you've been hearing. You're not alone. We're here for you. Like, really trying to imagine what it would be like to be born and just trying scary. to... Scary, yeah. scary, super scared. I always think about how traumatic birth is because, like, my daughter is not, she's very, very peaceful in temperament mm-hmm. and she's not a cry, like, she's, she doesn't communicate through, through loud crying sounds. Wow. She's five months, so I've yet to know her more. But the most she ever cried was the first day of her life. Like, I, I, when she was born, it was horrifying. Like, she was hysterical crying, freaking the fuck out, and could not be comforted by me, by my husband, by by my boob, like nothing. Oh. And that first meeting is nothing like who she is. And I always think, my God, she was terrified. Yeah. Well, you just became wow. two. One became yeah. two. It's the weirdest <laughs> yeah. thing. The in biggest the world. separation. Imagine, imagine if right now the sky opened up yep. and giant hands picked you up, Katie, and chucked <laughs> yeah. you oh, into. Oh my God! How scared would you be? <laughs> so yeah, sing some James Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> but Katie, I can so relate because truly, my first memories of her, like it was all of those that sweetness. But then, like the the time in the hospital. My first memories of her was like, why is she crying so much? Like, is this a bad sign that she's just, I was, I remember being so shocked at how much she was crying and Mm. she wasn't really like a colicky baby after that. But the time in the hospital, I was like, what's wrong with her? It's so funny. I don't don't even remember her crying. But I also was, okay, so. My was your labor, labor very long? I think I read it was very long. Yeah, was my like labor 50 was hours 58 hours. No. And like you, I heard that you want you told your doula you wanted to labor at home as long as possible. So yeah. I was at home for the first 50 hours. Two full nights up. So, so by the time she was born, I hadn't slept in nearly three days. And like, that's the starting of when, of your sleep deprivation. I just remember it being a very, like, almost like a dream. Just so tired that I couldn't really feel like, oh my God, I love her so much. I want to eat her. I want to, it was more like, I'm very tired. She's crying a lot. And I'm very obsessed with her, but not in this like lovey dovey way, like 
so interested in her well-being. Right, right, I right. couldn't believe that they're like, okay, now go ahead and let your guard down and sleep. And I was like, um. Yeah, right. Yeah. Can't. It's imp- I actually think your body doesn't let you. I remember my body, you know, those jolt things when you like almost fall asleep and then your whole body like shakes awake. Yes. I had that for the first bunch of days with Albie. I think it must be some primal thing of just making sure that everyone's alive and everyone's breathing and or whatever the hell it is. Did you have an epidural? Did you not have an epidural? Did you? Yeah. As soon as I got to the hospital, I was like, okay, we're done. <laughs> like, that's enough laboring. I'll take that epidural. And that really, and then I did actually like sleep for a couple hours. But even then I was like so wired, I couldn't really sleep. Um, and that ended up being like my favorite part of the labor because we put put Beyonce on. He made the room really nice. He was making me laugh. I was pushing for what felt like an eternity, but I didn't care because I was like, I don't feel anything finally. (laughs) I can't believe you did 50 hours at home. Like, are you joking? (sighs) That's like, and also being that tired. I don't even know. It was rough. So, yeah. When the second doula... Came. Not that I was doing it. When there was, there was a doula shift. There was doula shift. That's shifts. when you know, that's when you know shit is real. It's like if a doula, if, if one doula had already reached her max of no sleep and then another doula shows up. Yeah. That's long. The, that's really long. Doula. I think you might be the only person on Katie's group that's ever reached that. So congratulations. Never heard of that. I feel like I've experienced enough of labor to last a lifetime. If we have a second one, I'm getting the epidural as quickly as possible. Yeah, we had Casey Wilson on the podcast, um, and she said that she thinks she's the only person that showed up to Cedars at, she was at zero centimeters dilated and asked for her epidural. And they were like, but you haven't, it was an induction. They were like, you haven't started. And she was like, oh, I don't, I don't care. Like, I I don't want to feel anything at all. So just start the epidural. <laughs> I so, love that. Even you know, I know make that'll whatever. make the labor longer. I know you make any choice, but she doesn't care. She's like, I'll lay in this bed for three days and watch TV. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm not doing that. I love um, that. Okay, before we um, wrap it up, um, I want to know how being a parent has changed you. Pete. Uh, well, Back to sort of where we started, where there's so much of my life is um, being professionally special. (laughs) That can be really toxic and really ugly um, if it's left unregulated. And I'm not saying kids is the only way to sort of cut that off at the pass. It is a great way for me. Um, There are balanced older comedians that never got married, didn't have kids, but they found other ways. They found other interests, meaning I think it's really, really important to have something that's not you, that you care about more than yourself. The Buddhists have an idea of the hungry ghost, meaning they have very thin necks and very big bellies, meaning it's never enough. And I think we can all sort of relate to that. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we're doing the Smallwood show. Now I can finally retire. It's always, it's the heist movie. One more job and I'll retire. But you know, watching the heist movie, like these guys are never going to retire. They're heist addicts. We, right. we can also be heist addicts. So you need that disruption and having something, the way that I look at my career, the way that I look at my life, the, I take myself way less seriously because you have something external that you care about more than yourself is, is really, really healthy, I think, for me, especially when you're in show business. So that's been really great. It's been this great release valve. I am so with you. I always, like, when I had my kid, I was like, do you know how ready and 
lovely it is to not be the center of my universe anymore. Yeah. Like, it's not I'm healthy. So, you become it's a not vampire. Okay. Like yeah. the, the risk is the mythology of dragons is very interesting to me. A dragon is usually in a castle alone on mm. gold it can't spend. It's always hoarding gold it can't spend. And it usually has a virgin, the myth goes, like a princess, that it can't have sex with. They don't explain that. But you know the, the King Kong can't have sex with the, right. the woman. With, what's her a name? dragon can't have sex with a, a maiden, even though he steals one. So it's this, you have everything you need to experience, but you're a dragon. So you're unable to experience it. So you kind of have to send your own uh, knight in to slay that dragon. And a baby is a really good dragon slayer and then you do start uh, spending money spending time actually connecting actually being a human you know not a dragon anymore I, I showbiz yeah, is and trying to always dragon. ingest this thing like showbiz is so like I remember when I I it was always like oh just get the series regulars get the series regular get the series get the lead get the lead get the lead and then it was like oh just get the lead of the episode just get the lead of the episode and then it was like okay just get Jimmy Kim alive just get Jimmy whatever it was and then I and then by season three I was like oh shit this is just yeah never and thank God I had people who had already learned this you know Carrie I had Carrie Washington all these people who were like oh it became just like I'm so psyched with what is. Yeah. And it's all great. I am so with you on this being such a transformative, helpful um, identity shift, yeah. really. And then you didn't ask, but the spiritual thing that I find most useful is what you just said, is is making friends with the present moment and trying not to add a story to things. Because even when we were sleep deprived and rocking Leela or bouncing Leela on a yoga ball, that's that can be painful. It can be painful to not get enough sleep. But the suffering starts when you go, well, now I'm going to be tired all day. And, and that thing, I'm going to have to cancel that thing. Your, your brain really wants to build a story. But I do this all the time. You go, I'm sitting in a rocking chair holding my baby that at one point will be old and will not want me to hold her. And I'm sitting oh. just us. And I'm feeling her breath. Like you become embodied. Oh, this is so great. <laughs> also, since you're so spiritual and I love that, any tips for people listening when your daughter asks you like what God is and things like Ooh. that? Because I just ran into that for the first time last week and was not prepared. Oh, wow. That's... <laughs> I should have done that work. But... So for telling children about spirituality, you get into trouble when you forget that these are metaphors, that metaphor is the only language we have to talk about the infinite mystery. There's no way to talk about it literally. You can't put it in an Amazon Prime box. You can only point at it. And stories are a great way to point at it. So if you ask me what happens when we die, I would say uh, nothing goes anywhere. The whole, the whole thing is one thing, thinging itself, just an undulating right. swarm of molecules that is learning and playing. So when you die, I understand it's like a drop of water going into the ocean. I'm sure you've heard that before. Yeah, the drop yeah, of water, yeah. it's gone. And we can mourn that, that it's gone. But where has it gone? Where is there to go? You're just merging into the oneness. That's a little heavy. <laughs> you could also just say when you die, you go to heaven and you re-merge with what? God. That's usually a basic bitch heaven story. And <laughs> yeah. all the other dead people. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. But what I just said 
is just kind of another, I would say, more interesting way of saying when you die, you merge into being God yeah. and go where all the other dead people are. And, and we don't have to take that literally, but that's a fine way to start. And even God saying, I do not believe in an other God. I'm a panentheist, which means pantheist means everything is God. I believe that God is in God. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I God is looking you. out your eyes right now. You like to use the water thing. There's a drop of water in you that's giving you awareness, that's giving you consciousness. And the idea of God is the ocean, is all of it. So you can be reverent to that. You can worship that. You can be humble before that and say, I am not that. And yet I am that. It's a paradox. It's fine to say, the danger again is when you take it literally, but you can say God is a man, if you'd like. This is what a lot of people do. But if you want to say God is is like Jiminy Cricket or God is sitting on a cloud, what is what is a cloud? It's above. It's participating, but it's above. So it sees the big picture. That's a good metaphor. I believe that God is consciousness itself. I believe Leela has way more to teach me about God than I have to teach her about God. So I try to listen. Uh, a lot of the mystics. Do you use that? Do you use that word, God? Um, we, we might. We might. I feel like if Leela asked me, uh, you know, what is God? I would say the same beginning as if she asked me, where do you go when you die? Which is mm -hmm. no one knows for sure. It's this really great mystery. And that's what makes life so exciting. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will have different stories to help them understand that. Nana and Papa are going to have this Christian story. So, mm -hmm. so I do want her to have this idea that like, she's going to hear different stories and, but nobody knows for sure. And that's what's right. so exciting about it. Mm, One of my favorite that. quotes is God is the name of the blanket we put over the mystery to give it shape. So it's like a word that we use to talk about life itself. Mm -hmm. the, a way to think about it is when you play with your toys. Toy Story is about God. The, the child is God and the toys are animated oh, by God. Sure, sure. And we sure. talk about this all the time on our podcast. We're like, the first awakening Buzz Lightyear has is that he realizes he's a toy. That's mm -hmm. the first awakening. But that first awakening, when you realize life is Leela and life is a play, can actually lead to paranoia and nihilism, where you just go like, well, nothing matters. I'm just a toy. I just get yeah, thrown away. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck, yeah, right. But the second and important awakening is seeing that the word Andy is on the bottom of your foot. That's the more important awakening. Who do you belong to? Are you beloved? Do you belong? Mm -hmm. Does somebody care about you? Did somebody play with you? Did someone breathe yeah, life yeah, into yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, Toy yeah. Story is a great way to think about it. Like Andy is like God to the toys. He's what brings them uh, life. When you play with your toys, that's like giving life to your toys. And God is what's sort of playing with us is one way to talk about it. I might just go full old school and be like, it's creation. It's, 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 God is like a man who's playing with toys. I'm going to say, we're the toys. if we're going to go traditional, we're going to make her a woman because she created life. All right. She's Beyonce and she's playing with toys. <laughs> yeah, but I love that. We're going to have to have you back on the podcast because I'm really so excited. Also, we'll be talking about this at work all the time as we're trying to make a multicam sitcom. But that I'm curious. That's just a Leela, Katie. It's just a Leela. It's just a Leela. It's just a Leela. I'm excited to know you both. And I'm excited to be on this parenthood ride with you both. 
because I'm I can't wait to hear how Leela asks and how you address her curiosities about big stuff. Um you get so many fucking opportunities. You uh-huh. really can't fuck it up because I really know that I can be casual about it because I know the the opportunity will show itself again so many more times and it's not one a three hour long conversation. It's multiple, it's thousands of one minute conversations with him about God is really what parenting is going to wow, be. Yeah. Um, and is. Yeah. So I will have this opportunity again next week. And luckily I'll get to see Pete at work and be like, what do you think? And I'll be like, oh shit, good idea. I'm going to try that <laughs> next time. By the <laughs> you know? way, as we're blabbing and boring about having the answers and to what you just said, it is just a process of being present I really think the best thing you can do is be present with them and be be there. And even if you do it wrong, you can be honest and present and fess up when you were wrong or, or say, it's I don't know. It's the best. I messed up. I, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love saying when I like blew a gasket this weekend, I said that. I was like, Albie, I really blew a gasket. It's my fa- that's my fantasy. I'm so sorry. If my parents had, yes, and they were doing huge. their own thing, if they had ever just been like, I really lost my cool. That didn't have anything to do with you. The reason I'm a creative person was because I was left in the backseat of a Volvo guessing what went wrong. You know what I mean? And that's why I'm writing scripts these days. I'm still guessing. And we're grateful to them for that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, parenthood is to me one word each. Ooh. Parenthood is. I'm going to say it's Leela. Parenting is Leela. <laughs> yeah. oh. You guys both in unison can agree that it is parenthood is Leela. And I'm going to jump on that as well. Parenting, parenting. Well, her is name Leela. is, yeah. isn't just for her. It's a reminder to us. You can't have a yeah. child named Leela and then be frustrated that it's taking too long to get her woody pajamas on. Yeah. Cause it's a Leela. <laughs> yeah. It's and a Leela. that's just some, another thing to knock you into going like, what am I taking this so seriously for? Yeah. It's you just guys, I cannot thank you enough for your time and your energy and your your experience and sharing your experience. And I just am big fans. <laughs> Same. It's mutual. And like Pete, I really, I, I am so excited that I get to play your TV wife. <laughs> and Val, you're the fucking shit. <laughs> you're so awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Please share, like, subscribe, tell your friends. And also, always feel free to hit me up at Katie's Crib at Shondaland.com because I want to hear what topics you want me to talk about, what guests we should have on, any suggestions, comments. You know where to find me. Thanks, guys. Katie's Crib is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Zumo 
Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.